Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hamilcast. I am Jillian. I'm Bianca. And I'm Mike. Yay. Hey Mike. Hey guys. What's up? Thanks for having me back. Of course. Well, you saw Hamilton. Yeah. So you gotta talk about it. It happened. People are wondering. We're getting a lot of comments and tweets. I cried and cried. I'm not ashamed to say it. <gasps> when it was over, I turned to you and your face was just wet. <laughs> yes. I cried actual tears. That's what it was. Sometimes when you cry, not you, people, sometimes when people cry, it's like those dry heaves. The dry heaves the sobs, of, of crying. The no, like the vocal. That doesn't produce anything though. But Oh, yeah. My cries were, were moist. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, God. In spite of the fact that the couple in front of us was getting very handsy with each other and kept accidentally touching my leg. Yep. And the person behind us uh, needed a lung transplant. Yep. Um, in spite of all of those things, we could see everything and the show was transformative. Right. And Bianca recently saw it with Dan. Hashtag Dan for ham. Dan for ham. <laughs> yeah, we went on, on Tuesday, so a few days ago. Dan and I get along very, I love Dan, but he and I are very different individuals. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Like there's a reason that Dan's not sitting in the living room right now because he's not as much of a, a talker. He's not as emotional, right? But Bianca, what did he? How did he respond? He enjoyed it. Yes. <laughs> we'll. I don't know where to start. Where do we start? Well, wait. You hold, guys should start first. Well, for, and we also have to just say what else we were talking about today because not only did we see Hamilton, we saw Spamilton today. Today, the Hamilton parody in New York City, thanks to the lovely people at Graham Wyndham. The orphanage. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was great. And we have to talk about Jeff Wilzer and his book, Alexander Hamilton's Guide to Life. And Jillian and I were lucky enough to go to the release party for that. And Bianca wasn't there because she was at Hamilton. Best mm -hmm. excuse ever. Best excuse ever. You are sorry, some happening Jeff. gals. You got some of the hottest tickets in town. <laughs> we're going to fancy book parties. We're getting tickets to, to Spamilton. We're just seeing Hamilton willy-nilly at this point. That's right. It's How lucky wish, we are. All of us. I wish. To be alive right now. Oh! <gasps> You guys, it's happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so where should we start? Should we start with us? Because we saw it Saturday and then Bianca saw it a couple days sure. later. Well, okay, so we saw, I don't even know, I'm getting flustered all just thinking about it That's again. what just happened to me. I was like, ah, I don't know where to start. First of all, here's, I'll start with the thing that I read in the playbill before the show. For the listeners at home, Mike is pulling up a document <laughs> with notes. I like to be prepared. I'm and, very excited. And for those listeners that have heard those episodes where Jillian said, you know, I asked Mike if he wanted to come on like 20 minutes ago and he said that he'd rather wait. <laughs> this is the reason why I like to be prepared. I read in the playbill that 1776 premiered at the Richard Rogers, mm -hmm. which I didn't know. And I thought that was really cool and serendipitous. Yep. Also in the Heights, of course. Also in the Heights. Um, so that's the first factoid that I'm going to drop because okay. it happened before the show even started. Boom. Great. Your turn. So the cast that we saw was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I'm saying it. Should we go person by person? I don't even know what, like, how do we? Let's just talk about highlights. Highlights. <laughs> Alicia Delarue was Eliza Hamilton. Yeah. Let me just tell you about Alicia. Mm-hmm. I don't have any words for Alicia. The women were my favorite part of the show. Nice. And I will tell you, and I'm sorry in advance, but the songs that the women sing on, on the cast recording are not my favorite, personal favorite songs because I'm a boy. I like Guns and Chips. I like, like... I'm a boy. I like I like rapping about, you know, blowing stuff up, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I think it's fantastic, but generally the songs that I immediately go to, if I only have time to listen to a few songs, it's probably not them. They were my favorite part of the show when I saw it. I, I saw love that. In person. Mandy Gonzalez mm -hmm. was in as, um, I almost said as Renee, as <laughs> Angelica. Mm-hmm. You saw Jasmine, Cephas Jones, original Peggy and Mariah. Mm -hmm. They were all absolutely fantastic. Alicia had me, she got a, an emotional response from me that was, that I was not expecting of myself. Let me say that. She unleashed some emotions <gasps> in you. Wow. What? But I also, let me just, I'm going to harp on something real quick. You're a very emotionally available person. Yeah. And I feel like a song like Satisfied, for example, mm -hmm. is something that you would be down with in the sense that the journey that Angelica takes through that and that forced that forced toast at the end. And I feel like that's something. Yeah, I respond to it. It's just not it's not one of my go to's unless okay. I'm listening to the whole thing straight through. I can see that. That's really what I mean. OK, 
That's fair. And I can't listen to it's. We've talked about this, but I can't listen to it's quiet uptown just willy nilly. <laughs> I've got to be much more careful about it because it'll it'll ruin your day if you're not careful. Absolutely. For the same reason, I can't listen to Jeff Buckley unless I'm unless I really feel like being sad mm-hmm. because he's just he's got so much sadness in his voice. But the women the women were absolutely incredible. I believed everything they said. They sounded great. The Mandy Gonzalez, I'm not here for you. Ice cold. Yep. There were moments of choreography, particularly with the women, to be more specific, with Alicia, that are not captured, obviously, on the cast recording that I just thought were devastatingly effective. Which parts? Her reluctantly taking Ham's hand. Alexander by Eliza's side She takes his hand It's quiet Forgiveness Can you imagine Before that, there's something so sad about him saying, turning to her They're they're already singing about It's Quiet Uptown And he turns to her and he goes, uh, Eliza, do you like it uptown? It's quiet up It's like he's so in the the shit house, I'm oh, gonna yeah. say, that he's 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 making an observation that's that's doesn't need to be made, but he's just desperately trying to, to talk about anything and it's so pathetic and sad that it's just it, it's very effective to me yeah it's like you know if you're mad at me and i just came up to you and oh, don't, this is a nice rug isn't it it's why we have it in our living room it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like so sad it also helps that javier munoz is the one singing those lines because true we, we have to get into we have to get into javi who's into a, javi. yeah powerhouse but okay the the moment where she takes his hand reluctantly and then she she just gives in and like melts into him mm-hmm. and it's just it's just so so perfect and the moment at the end which first of all when he says you know I'll, I'll be waiting for you on the other side and then he leads her to the light and she looks up and that's how the show ends I, it's just like I'm, I'm, cr- I'm walking through Times Square <laughs> crying were you leaning against the wall of the Marriott <laughs> yeah Kelly no no Kelly no. shuffling my way up through Times Square <laughs> dodging tourists I haven't continued crying outside of a venue like that probably since up oh our walk home from up was very similar to our walk home from hamilton it was very weird crying underneath 3d glasses (laughs) which i was at the time (laughs) yeah oh up i can't let's let's move on javi was he's a great actor he is a great actor he's a he's a i enjoyed his singing i don't mean to diminish his singing but he made acting choices that were surprising but appropriate and naturalistic and grounded. And different from the recording in a good way, would you say? Yes. For the people that have Lynn's voice in their head and mm-hmm. this these perfect rhythms. You know who I kept thinking about a lot? Caleb. When he mm-hmm. says everyone brought their own rhythm, mm-hmm. you really, really felt that. So what could you give us an example of something that stuck out to you? What first comes to mind is the cabinet battles. He sort of owned this righteous indignation in his face that I was just, I was really struck by. Very different sounding than Lynn. It was just, it, he really did his own thing with it and everybody did, but some some lines are more effective than others to me, to, to everyone. Right. Some some moments were there and I it's, everyone's everyone's making different choices. You loved his, oh shit. I loved both moments of profanity in the show. Yeah, well, we haven't even, oh, we are just scratching the surface Hercules here. Hercules Mulligan Ugh. loved that line. I mean, best. First of all, we saw Andrew Chappelle yes. was in as Mulligan Madison. Seth Stewart was in as Lafayette Jefferson. Same oh. for me. Two people that I was really, really hoping to see. I yeah. just were such fans of them. And Seth, of course, friend of the show. And just super, super Shazam. excited. Shazam. Jam. Jam. Stay weird. But the thing about, you're right, that Hercules Mulligan line, Andrew Chappelle jumps up from those from that stage and is just I don't even know where I'm going with it. He did this little chomp at the end. See that's what happens when you up against the ruffians. We in the shit now. Somebody's gotta shovel it. Hercules Mulligan. I need no introduction when you knock me down and get the fuck back up again. You have to relish that line. I mean, profanity exists for emphasis. And if it's if it loses its emphasis, it loses its power. So Lynn chose very specific moments. And there are other moments where it's purposely bleeped out or or obfuscated. Right. So when you let loose with the only F bomb, you better let loose. And and how do you know the other F bomb is also one of my favorite there's a second as well. Yeah. Southern motherfucking democratic Democratic that part is explosive. Allow me to say, oh shit. Exactly. 
fucking Democratic Republicans. Oh, now follow the money and see where it goes. Those three moments are yeah. so perfectly nuanced and perfectly placed mm-hmm. and have the greatest, like, mm-hmm. the desired and intended effect. Yes. And Javi's oh shit was, it was different than, <laughs> different than Lynn's. Yeah. It was really solid. Yeah. He played oh, it. shit. Yeah. He played yeah. it, like, just, just <laughs> enough to the audience. Like, are you guys listening to this, too? Did you just hear this? Yeah. Yeah. So, Andrew Chappelle it, well, is a powerhouse as Mulligan Madison. He really killed it and the change in the attitude from mulligan to madison huge was amazing seth stewart is arguably one of the greatest dancers that ever existed (laughs) we can say that perfect seth was dan's favorite performer all told like all all across the board he said the guy playing lafayette jefferson was my favorite by far he's a smart guy he is he's a good uh he's a good egg it was great to see Chris Jackson. It was great to see someone from the original cast. I still felt like, wow. Him and Jasmine. Jasmine too. It's just there's there's something about seeing someone from the original cast. It was like, okay, yeah. I get to see a little bit of that original. It's actually history, recent history. Yeah. And, and didn't you feel when he came out, oh my God, that's George Washington. When they announced, the way that they announce him and he comes and he's just so all business. Yeah. He has that sword. I always get, I get starstruck. There's George Washington on yeah. stage. Chris Jackson was the victim of the worst, probably the worst thing about the show mm. that we saw, which is that he had mic issues. Not, oh. Totally not My his fault. My show had mic issues too. It was a bummer. So like, cause there's no, there's no hiding that. There's no covering it up. It's just like, oh, now he's going in and out. Mm. Damn. My show had it too. That's weird. Hmm. With Chris Jackson or? Well, I, we, I didn't have Chris Jackson. Oh. I had Nicholas Christopher, who was fantastic. His little bio said that he was in Lazarus off Broadway, which I saw last year. And I'm trying to, I think I know who he was. Uh, so that's a pretty cool jump from one awesome show to another yeah. for Nicholas Christopher. And he, I was just, I wasn't concerned, but I was like, oh, you know, he, because Chris Jackson is just this like presence. He's like, physically like he's tall Mm -hmm. he's got this really commanding presence right and i was like oh gosh just like i hope that he can have the same Mm -hmm. type of presences because it's very different than everybody else in the cast right everyone else has like some swagger and some like jerkitude and whatever but g wash is just like business right and he was fantastic he was great his voice is beautiful and he was commanding and he was great he was awesome so if you see nicholas christopher you're not missing out he was fantastic Nice. Mm-hmm. I love that. Can we talk about Mr. Dixon? Yeah. Brandon Victor Dixon to be... Mr. Burr, sir. Yes. Very different voice than Leslie, mm-hmm. but, but really cool. He has like a little bit of rasp in his voice, which yeah. I really enjoyed. And um, at the end of my favorite song, the rumor it happened, he, he did a little jazz improvising riff just where he took the notes at the end. Instead of that high, like that last in the room, yeah. that high. Yeah, Le- Leslie just wails that final note out. And he did some little improvisations there. Mr. Dixon there. was all over the place. But it was j- it was delightful. And it was subtle and it wasn't like, all right, like he wasn't like holding one of your clothes doing uh-huh. like the, you know. The Mariah Carey <laughs> the hand. The Mariah Carey hand. Yeah. But it was enough that I was like, oh, Caleb, your mm. own rhythm. Got it. Yeah. That was a perfect, perfect example, I think. Yeah. His burr is very different. In even just in the acting, mm-hmm. fundamentally different than Leslie. Yeah, I would say. it's yeah. much more just cool and like going with the emotions. Yes, there, not I, as uptight yes. as Leslie played it. I wrote down on this now infamous <laughs> notes app, <laughs> notes app <laughs> document that I made for today's episode. I wrote down the word stately. Mm. I felt like he was stately. Not that uh, Leslie was started out stately, but he he shows these sparks of madness that give all the way into him, you know, killing a guy, right? And Dixon's, he was, I think, more stately throughout, which allows him to be perceived as a little bit more cold-blooded at the end. Because if I, I personally saw less madness, but the murder still happens. So right. it's like, wow, Burr, you, you, don't, you feel nothing right now. Yeah. It was very noticeable and very interesting. I, th- I was fascinated by it. What did you think of Jasmine and that walk in the turntable? Let's say no to this. It was great. They should have made her do the opening ceremonies for the Olympics this year instead of, uh, what's her name? Giselle. Oh, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> Who? Do you remember that? They build it as like the most intense walk in history. Because it was like, her it was last like... runway walk ever. Giselle the model. Was it really? Yeah, it was like her. She's retiring. She's retiring. So everyone for the Olympics, it was the biggest deal. Let's get Giselle so out just here. just watched she... her walk like the length of a football field. Well, she's Brazilian. Jasmine is Jasmine. So she should have done that walk. It was a badass walk. Another thing, and since we just talked about Mariah and James Reynolds in our churnout chapter, I noticed that... 
James Reynolds is the guy that puts in the choreography that puts the chair down and sort of invites Alexander to sit. And then Mariah does her little sexy lap dance. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, see, another layer of another layer of he's involved. He's he's a participant in this affair Mm -hmm. here. Have a seat. Yeah. Grind away. Grind away. <laughs> when does Ashley go with her kids again? November. November. Second? Oh, I can't wait. Or something. Yeah. Early Ash- November. Yeah. If you guys, I don't know. We actually haven't talked about this, I don't think, on the show. We just tweeted about it, but Ashley. No, you mentioned it on an episode. Oh, we did? I remember okay. hearing it. I wasn't on. It wasn't one of mine. Oh. oh. <laughs> but still a loyal listener. But Ashley's uh, Ashley's class was chosen, or her school, Harvey Milk High School, was chosen to go to the, the ham for ham, the kids. With and it's the a whole workshop women. and everything, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So it's more than just That's cool. sitting and watching the show. Yeah. yeah. She's booked for, I think they go on a Tuesday, she's booked to record that Thursday. Rad. We, we've had her in the in the calendar for a while. Nice. What other pieces of choreography stuck out for you? Well, one thing that I didn't know was going to happen was I didn't know that... <laughs> King George would stay on stage for the Adams administration. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So good. It almost draws too much focus, but it was everyone was laughing so much. Right. So I guess they it's a cost benefit situation. And I guess he's not overshadowing anything lyrically that's too important. So yeah. the laughter was just there and I guess they figured it's worth it. And then they just throw a spotlight on him for that his one real breakout dance. And of course, the bullet yeah. was just n- nothing I'd ever seen before. Even though I personally lost the bullet at one point, I was like, "Where is it? I don't know where it is." It's, somebody you can't has see it. Through the tears, <laughs> perhaps through the tears. I wasn't crying during the duel. But I was, there, but, I was recovering from Philip's death from the previous duel. So, all right, maybe I was. Yeah, and also because of you <laughs> love that that whole spoken word. I was either in pre-cry, post-cry, or cry. <laughs> or cry. <laughs> but you. You love that whole spoken word scene. That is a very, and that's also very, very emotional. Very intense, yeah. Very powerful. I love that. I still don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything for people who are who don't know. What did you think of the John Lawrence bit that's not on the cast recording? I wished it was on the cast recording. You do? Yeah. No, I like that it's not. But I understand Lynn's reasoning. He wrote it in the Hamilton. Mm-hmm. that he just wanted to save, he wanted it to be somewhat of a, of a shock. And because it, it is more of a scene. It's more you know, visual. Eliza comes in and has a conversation. She's not mm-hmm. singing that. It's a tough call because it's a, it's a scene, but it's only like a 30 second scene. But yeah. I forget every time. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't see it coming. Not and then really. there's another thing I forget, which I told you guys as well. After the first King George entrance. There's um, that little interlude. Yes. After the song, Someone comes up from behind her. I don't want to fucking spoil things. I shouldn't say these things, huh? No, come on. Well, the- where they snap her neck, and that's just something that's purely visual. That you, you know, it just makes all of a sudden like, oh my god, we all just laughed during this song. Look at King George, so funny, mm-hmm. and there he goes waddling off. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, this, you know, I really don't think that spoils anything because no. that that moment really. Comes I find out it of so affecting though because it's yeah. another thing I forget each time, and it has never been spoiled for you. So there you go. You just you just answered your own question. Whatever, Mike, Mister Logic. I'm so curious about how that's going to play in london i said the same thing yeah i know i have no idea how that's going to go over first of all it's a very american show obviously to begin with it's an american musical it is an american musical and we are an american podcast (laughs) and just even the whole thing about we won we won we won yeah it's like like, i just don't know like if i was if it was reversed i don't know if i'd be all like yay yeah (laughs) i I at least doubt that they're going to look at it the way we do and think like wow this, it, ha- it, all, it all happened right here. I feel such pride. That'll be a, another test of Hamilton. Does it transcend? Yes. Oh, who else? Um, I, I thought it was very funny since we both saw Andrew Chappelle as Mulligan Madison. I think that his transition from Mulligan to Madison. The amount of shade thrown the amount from of shade, Madison was unparalleled. There's a part <laughs> where um, when, when Jefferson says, I know you hate him, but let's hear what he has to say. And Andrew just like mouthed this, this like, if it had audio to it, it would have been like, hate him. Yeah. Like, that's what it looked like. It was super catty. Mm-hmm. It was a super catty version oh, of Oh, I loved Madison. it. And, and he was it coughing was into that handkerchief like <laughs> every other second, yeah. which I just now find hilarious. I loved it. And I just love it. It's so, it was so different from Oak. And I just, I love that. It was great. Yeah. I loved it's it. It's just, it's like, it's so hard to talk about because we're gushing over the performances that we saw. But for me, they really are. They're kind of standalone because I'm not com- I'm not comparing Leslie Odom Jr. to anyone. I'm not comparing Oak to anyone. It's just they were so different but so good and everyone truly made it their own and it was just everyone just killed it. 
Seth's pimp walk was pretty on point. Great pimp walk. Great. Pimp Great walk, walk down the stairs. Mm-hmm. I would say I enjoyed the Jefferson end more just because I think he really got to shine as a dancer. Yeah. In that. Yeah. In that role. And have Because he's so swagger. good. So it yeah. just really, he gets to really like attack that role. Absolutely. I also love Neil Haskell. I love Neil Haskell <laughs> so much. Neil he, Haskell played Charles Lee. I've loved him for a while because he was on So You Think You Can Dance. I don't even know how many years ago, maybe at least five or six years ago, I would say. So and it was Carla Garcia who we missed, but you saw. I did see Carla I'm Garcia. I'm very jealous about she it. Had she had her top knot and everything. Oh! She was adorable. Man. She's so cute. But Neil killed it as Charles Lee. He literally slays like every piece of choreography ever. And that's why he's so great. The way he's, he delivers that Mount Vernon line. Oh, it's great. He's He's awesome. Bianca, did you do that three characters thing that everyone's doing on Facebook? No, I'm I'm being like my typical like annoying self and not participating in the fun thing everybody's doing. <laughs> this is a total sidebar at this point. But it's why I never read or still have never read or watched any Harry Potters. Mm-hmm. Was because I was annoyed that this was a thing everybody was doing and getting so excited about. I just have to be like the annoying outsider who doesn't participate in the fun. Mm-hmm. Because that makes total sense. Exactly. Okay. So but Harry like, Potter is amazing. I, I'm sure it is. But now we, I've come but too we, far. We waited a long time. I mean, we we only got into it two years ago. Not even. But not because. But I you was didn't have any like agenda it. behind it. I, At this point, no if I read it, I would be going back on something I've been holding strong to for ten years. <laughs> for those of you who are not aware of what we're talking about, because now this this trend ha- has passed, people are posting pictures describing themselves in three fictional characters. There are some people who have come up with some ones that have really made me laugh. Mm-hmm. So I think not only do I want to, like, I have this idiot nonconformist who still lives inside me, but then you people know me. You know how much I stress over the littlest decisions and yeah, it will take me 12 and a half hours to self-tape a 30-second audition. Can you imagine how the the agony I would put myself through over finding these three perfect pictures? I haven't decided mine. Why did you bring it up? Because I thought it would be fun if we thought of what three Hamilton characters we are. Oh, that we Well, can that's do. easier. It narrows the pool so much. Okay, but you still have that part of yourself that overanalyzes. Well, I mean, we all do. Especially because when Mike and I were talking about my... Well, first, tell them yours. My three fictional characters were Lester Freeman from The Wire, uh, Schroeder from Charlie Brown. Oh, yeah, that was so cute. And Bob Wiley from What About Bob, which it's is maybe nice. my favorite movie. Yeah. So Lester Freeman is like a very grounded, there's a lot of wisdom behind him. And I balance that out with Bob Wiley, who's a total big hearted, neurotic, eccentric character. Mm -hmm. And then Schroeder, who's just devoted to his art. He's super focused. And so those are my three. Maybe I don't know myself well enough to be able to analyze myself so precisely as you just did yourself just now. (laughs) I think it helps to go with the first three Sometimes your first impulses are the most instructive and then you can sort of put words to it afterwards. I don't even have any. Like my my brain is literally like a confetti cannon. It's just (laughs) things swirling. Sounds like fun to be in there. (laughs) Woo! Yeah. When Mike first asked me. I just emoji horns. I said said Lynn's version of Hercules Mulligan. And Mike was like, no, because Hercules Mulligan was an actual person. And I was like, yeah, but Lynn's fan fiction version. And that was still unacceptable. Because Hercules Mulligan, we just we just visited his grave not too long ago. So now you can be Hercules Mulligan if we're doing three Hamilton characters. Yeah. Ham fans on Twitter can do the same. Tell us your three Hamilton characters that encapsulate you. Okay. Let me think. This is very stressed. I'm already stressed, guys. Let's move on. <laughs> Five minutes ago, Bianca said, oh, that's easier. That's way easier. Yeah. It narrows the pool. <laughs> it does. It's still... <laughs> Anyway, anyway. so I know we already brought up Mandy, but I just wanted to touch a little bit more on her. Yes. So far, she's my favorite new addition. Only because, well, first of all, I don't know if it's just some in the heights nostalgia. We're right. like, yay. But I just thought her voice is stellar. And I really felt, especially now having been reading the Chernow book and learning more about Angelica as a person, and the, the type of social butterfly she was and everybody loved her so much. And she had such, she just sounds like she was so much fun. And I thought that the way she portrayed Angelica really had some more of that fun in it. Whereas Eliza then can stand more as like the heart mm-hmm. and Angelica's just the queen bee of the party. Mm-hmm. Not that Renee wasn't fun. That's not what I mean. I just mean that it just had more lightness. Effervescence. Effervescence. Good Great word. word. Thank you. Wow. You'll always beat me with words for friends, though. Words with friends. Ugh, I'm so bad at it. Me too. I'm terrible. I don't exploit the board. That's my problem. 
I'll just think of I'll my try problem to is I literally never have vowels. Like why? <laughs> the problem with or words all is the vowels. you need vowels for is them. This Russian words with friends. What is this? It's terrible. Anyway, I don't know. I'm always I'm, swapping. I'm sure Russians have vowels. I don't even know what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> I think my least favorite part about Hamilton were the people that we were surrounded by in the theater. Oh, I had a guy who fall, fell asleep the whole time next to me. Wow. Hundreds and hundreds of dollars down the drain. Yeah. When literally. did he fall asleep? <laughs> I don't even know. He was asleep before my shot. Get out of here. I swear. And then he would like... <gasps> to life every now and then oh and those are let me just say people in the richard rogers that's a tight theater it's tight There's broadway theaters are generally not very comfortable no. you sense everything and you feel everything and you notice everything especially and because when he wasn't asleep he was also just rocking checking his watch all the time and then falling back asleep and then checking his watch we had people in front of us who the wife kept trying to put her arm around her husband or her date or whoever it was and as she was she kept doing that she kept hitting mike in the knee but then the guy that she was with kept telling her stop putting trying to put your arm around me they're not comfortable seats to try and like put your arm around somebody and then he left oh and oh shit she, oh shit and she was texting him where are you where are you and what the, yeah and of course what, jillian Hamilton? spotted the text she was right in front of me you'd be a very good private detective i've said that to you i before. read people's texts on the train all the time guys she was texting during during burn. the show oh yes oh f this person yeah. are you kidding me he got up he like took her arm off of him and stormed out so whatever was going on between these two it was that bad that he he risked not seeing the rest of hamilton and didn't wait until the end of a song to leave he no. left he left, came back, and left again in the middle of songs, which yep. is just like a huge, obviously wow. a huge no-no. And there were girls on the other side of me that were just hammered, which is That's just fun. as bad as falling asleep. But someone paid a lot of money for the two of them to go. And they were, I think someone on the other side of them said something, because when Chris Jackson came out, can I be real a second? Their response was, yes, daddy. And I was like, okay, Ew. well, daddy? don't stop doing that. Stop yeah, talking. Do that. Stop singing. You can't sing. Don't sing. And don't respond. This is not a call and response type of situation here. Nope. We had, I think, just a normal type of fan response, crowd response during the battles. Immigrants, we just get the job done. Immigrants, we get the job done. Well, the battles, they encourage you. Exactly. So not just randomly. Yeah. Yes, daddy. No. No, daddy. No. No. No, ladies. But on the other side, the woman on the other side of them told them to be quiet. Good. So in other news, meanwhile. Meanwhile. We went to this amazing, fun book party in a very appropriate bar. It was a classy old school looking bar with exposed brick and i was glad and i actually said that to jeff right the author of alexander hamilton's guide to life which we were lucky enough to be asked to write a blurb for which is a was a first very exciting so we read this book a while ago at least a month ago and it's very funny it is on sale now i think it's it's the wit and wisdom of abraham lincoln for alexander hamilton right um, but yeah, I said to Jeff, I was like, if I'm gl if you chose a bar for this party and it was like one of those futuristic, modern, decorated places, then it wouldn't be appropriate. It's called the Copper Still yes. on 2nd Avenue. And they had two signature cocktails, neither of which did they get from this podcast. They made them up themselves. <laughs> so and now they, we can steal them. And they were very good. The Burr style one was a... I think it was called the Cucumber Smash. Burr's Cucumber Smash, maybe? maybe. And that had gin and muddled cucumbers. Those bartenders worked their asses off, let me say. Mm-hmm. It was really good. But you were at Hamilton. so that's I apologized. Good problems to have. Jeff even said in the email, you have the best excuse ever for mm -hmm. not being there. So yeah. Well, I just wanted to be known. I didn't just ditch the party. And for those of you that might see Jillian's picture with Jeff, which I, I know that the show already tweeted, they were in front of a, an enlarged picture of the cover of the book. And in the picture, Ham has this mischievous twinkle in his eye and he's smirking. And it's just, it's delightful. Yeah, he has the raised eyebrow. I think it's a good book to in the picture, maybe give to Ham a family member or something for, mischievous for the holiday season. Twinkle in if his you eye and he's want to sort of ease them into just Hamilton just as a human, because I think a lot of people might be in the Bianca camp of this is annoying because everybody likes it. Ahem. <laughs> so this might be a cool way because it's a great book regardless. You yeah. don't have to love Hamilton, the show, to find the book funny. It's just it's just well exactly. written. So. Yeah. It, for you can't get the Hamilton for someone that has never seen the show or or heard the recording. Exactly. But you can get this for anyone. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff, for asking us to be a part of your future book. guest. Yes. yes, we're working that out now. And speaking of bars, you said that you thought the bar was very appropriate. Mm -hmm. When we first met Jeff. In general, we went to a bar called Mulligan's 
that is on Madison Avenue here in Manhattan. Well, then. I lost my mind when I found that out. <laughs> yeah, how amazing! Like, wait, 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 wait for it. I was very excited. I, it's perfect. So yeah, Tuesday was actually such a Hamill day in general because prior to book release party and prior to Dan and I seeing the show, Jillian and I are so honored and flattered. We were invited up to the Dalton School on the Upper East Side to speak with a class that, yes, this class exists. It is a class all about Hamilton. It's amazing. It's an independent study. An independent course of study? You guys, it's happening. I was seeking an independent course of study. They're using the Hamilton, Chernow, and the cast recording sort of interweaving. It's basically their textbooks. And they're so cool and they're so smart. And it was just, we had a really great conversation about- Yeah, the kids were, were so nice. They were so into it. Obviously, if you're taking this class, it's- a class you can elect to take. Obviously, you're into the material. It's not like you're being forced to take algebra. It had to be very small. So you had to sort of write their way in. Yeah. Their teacher, Mrs. Fox, I'll by the write way. my way in. It was very cool. We had a great conversation It's a very Hamiltonian exactly. way in. Exactly. We just had a great time. So thank you to the Dalton School for having us. Thank you to Mrs. Fox for even thinking about us and asking us. And to the students who were just... Very, very open to having this conversation with us. It was really... They've also been listening to our podcast along the way, too. I was so flattered. I know. I couldn't believe it. It was awesome. Everyone was so mm-hmm. nice. I know. I wish I could have taken a Hamilton class. It was so fun. Imagine there was a rent class. Like, hello? Yeah, when we were in high school. I went to high school in the East Village. So it would have been like... There should have been. Study the environment. I don't know. Yeah. I'm making up my own class at this point. <laughs> but study the environment from Study rock music and We just walked poverty. down to Avenue B and just start... Singing in the Life Cafe. Oh, I miss the Life Cafe. I'm just saying that class should have existed. I would have been in it. Anyway, moving on. Thank you so much again. We had a great, great time at the we'll Dalton School. We'll post our picture. Oh, yeah. We took, we took it with the kids. Yay. Okay, Spamilton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was so funny. It was a high-energy, laugh-filled afternoon. It was so much fun. The show's about an hour and a half. It flew by. We were constantly laughing. It was really funny. It was really well-written. It's the parody of Hamilton, If the, for those of you who maybe aren't. In the New York City. Written by area. the man who wrote all of the Forbidden Broadways over the years, Gerard Alessandrini. The Forbidden Broadways are just general parodies of what was big on Broadway that year or the new, the yes, new shows. Yes, it would always change. And they've been going on for forever. Somewhat of a Broadway institution in itself. Yes. I mean, I remember growing up and a friend of mine was obsessed with Forbidden Broadway and she would always play me the CDs. I never got to see them, but I always listened to them. So it's always very familiar with it. And so it is, uh, I don't know, I think it's kind of almost, it's an honor to be parodied by them. Yeah. I mean, Lynn certainly got a kick out of it. Mm -hmm. So Juwan Crawley, Nicholas Edwards, Chris Anthony Giles, Dan Rosales, who plays Lynn. Plays Lynn. As Hamilton. Lynn must have lost his mind watching someone play him. And Nora Schell, who can can sing like the Dickens and can do anybody's voice. She did all kinds of impressions. She was... Off the hook. She was hands down one of the most fantastic performers I've seen in a long time. And got a very specific shout out in the Times Review, which was a rave. They were all so funny. And we don't want to say too much about it because I was surprised by so many jokes. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to ruin that. But they had, it was just, they had other shows involved too. They they made fun of Book of Mormon a little bit and Annie. You know what would have been funny? They didn't parody anything about the king george pre-show announcement that hamilton does Mm -hmm. Mm. it would have been funny if dan rosales as lynn did the pre-show announcements because he could have also said enjoy my show that's funny (laughs) he's like their version of king george yeah totally it's kind of amazing that a cast of five people parodied hamilton which is just a huge production and they did it so well so well five people plus there were there were two I guess I think they were billed as special guests. Yes. That came on and played a couple of different roles. Yes. Yes. Which were also. So seven total. Quite. I I can say that it's a lot like it's basically a forbidden Broadway, which is a compliment. That's a Hamilton focus. It's it's just through the lens of Hamilton because they cover almost every show that's on Broadway right now. Hits from the distant past. Some of the classics. They they play a million roles. There's a ton of inside references or just more broad references that you don't have to be a, a theater connoisseur to know. Yeah, there's a whole In the Heights number. Something for everyone. Because it's yeah. Lynn specific too. Bring cash if you're going to the triad because it's a two drink minimum and it's cash only. Yes. 
The only thing that was a negative for me, and this was completely my fault and I got over it very quickly, is that I was saying this to Mike on the, the walk home. I just know the rhythm of the show so well and the wording and where everything yes. should pop that at first I was like, oh, but it's not right. Okay. And it took me a second mm -hmm. to adjust. And then after those 30 seconds, everything made perfect sense. But yeah. for me, I was just like $10. Fat. Nope. Wait. Mm, uh, uh. I just had to get on there <laughs> on yep. their calibration, I yeah. guess. And then it's I was like, it's like any other album where if you listen, if you're used to listening to an album and then you hear an isolated song on the radio, in your mind, you're ready to go into the next song. Exactly, so exactly. So it's, you know, not throwing away my shot, their version of it. And then in your mind, you're going, boom, boom, <laughs> yeah. boom, 17. But they yeah. don't do that. They have other things. It's a 90-minute show, and they're parodying a three-hour musical. Exactly. But they pack so much into those 90 minutes, too. And I also and then go in all other directions, different yeah, directions. Yeah. yeah, all little tangents at the same time, which were all so funny. And it, it really is just also a testament to that it also is just a love letter to all this. Yes, we're... You're parodying it and you're poking fun at things and having a laugh about it. But in the end, they even sing a song in the end that it's like, you know, let's raise a glass to Broadway. Mm -hmm. And we it's something that we all really love. Yeah. So it's still in the end. It's not no one's being mean. No. No, you it's know, all in good fun. And it's so funny. It's not a roast. No. Exactly. It's not a roast. That's a great way to put it. And Hamilton, to their credit, gave its full endorsement. And I think Lynn signed off on them uh, parodying the songs, mm -hmm. which I think you're allowed to do anyway. I believe parody is covered, but it's nice to have the blessing of the thing you're parodying. Yeah. Exactly. So you don't get into a Weird Al versus Coolio situation. Mm. For those of you that remember Amish Paradise. You never Paradise. want a Weird Al versus Coolio You'd situation in your life. <laughs> Who goes against Weird Al? I mean, really. It's a, it's a bad idea. Yeah. And I have to say, the songs sound great on just a piano for everyone having our piano parties. Yes. Let me just yes. say. And that guy, that pianist was great. I'm looking up his name right now because he deserves. Yeah, let's, let's give him some love because he rocked that whole hour and a half. Musical director, Fred Barton. Fred Barton. Whole hour and a half solo on the piano, one guy fantastic yep but you forget that it's just a piano it's one instrument because he killed it he was all over the place yeah here in new york definitely try and check it out i think it might be sold out a, a lot of shows definitely follow them and find out wh where where it goes from here yeah they're uh, spamilton nyc at spamilton nyc and thank you so much graham windham for being amazing and not only the work that you do but we had a nice little saturday for ourselves we did it was so spontaneous too mm -hmm. it wasn't very i was on my way to a wedding last night blue? And I got a text from Harry from Graham Wyndham. You busy tomorrow at two? I was like, hey, no, Molly, you're busy. <laughs> All right. You want to do these three characters? <laughs> I think it would be fun. Okay. I've been looking at the cast list as though I don't know the characters in this. <laughs> I'm, I am too. Like you would think. Musical. <laughs> and we can do overlaps just because I have Hercules Mulligan doesn't mean that Absolutely. he's off the table. There's not that many people in, the, in the, that many characters. Okay, I'm going to specify because some of these characters we see throughout most of their lives. I think I'm young Ham. Oh. I don't have the wisdom of old Ham, but I'm not. You're I, young, scrappy, and hungry Ham. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry Ham. And I think sometimes I can be old Burr if I get frustrated with the way things are going. If I write something and I, I want it to go somewhere and it's just sitting on a Google Doc because things have to get into the right hands and then you just things get put on shelves. Mm -hmm. So in my life, sometimes I'm I if I'm in a less serene place, I can be old Burr. And now for my third <laughs> and Peggy comes to mind for the same reason. Maybe I'm young ham, old Burr, and Peggy. And Peggy. Yeah. Peggy. Specifically Lynn's version of her in this not the the peggy that we've read about in Chernow, specifically and peggy yeah peggy like she follows the rules she's like letting everyone know like we're supposed to be home right now uh we shouldn't be walking the streets so i have a, i have a cautious way about me but she's also very like energetic she tries to positively affect situations and there's a confidence to her the way she says and peggy she's not holding back at yeah. all so i'm sting i'm sticking by it I'm young ham because I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I've, you know, I've, I've been through some stuff. I'm old burr when I'm, sometimes I feel like I'm losing my mind or if I'm giving into anxiety, although luckily there's nobody that I'm going to fly into a jealous rage about. I'm just, Excellent. it's all, it's all internal. It's good to know. <laughs> but you keep it all inside. <laughs> <laughs> and Peggy. And Peggy. Fosse, Fosse, Fosse. Sweetie, you're wasting your gum. <laughs> He can't do that while I'm, I'm singing. We're due for a birdcage viewing. What is this dream I see? Why does it seem so real to me? 
What if this dream turns out to be more than a dream? Fairy dust, fairy dust, fairy dust. Okay, I think I have mine, but I think I'm going to be a little bit of a copycat. Only because I like your idea of young ham. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to stick with my Hercules mulligan. Because when you knock me down, I get the fuck back up again. And my half-Irishness. And he's badass. (laughs) Young ham. And not... Because I think of myself as a Disney princess, but the fierce loyalty of Angelica God damn it. is very much, mm-hmm. I think, me. I'm not here for you. I mean, this was- Eliza was just as loyal, though. You think Angelica was more loyal? I don't think I would be as maternal as Eliza. Mm. Just in in her, the rest of her personality, I think she has this gentle quality to her, and I'm very blunt and- I'm not trying to say that I'm not a nice, warm, kind person because I think I am, especially if there's a dog in the room. (laughs) But I just think Angelica more in her, the way she portrays her fierce loyalty, I think I respond to or relate to more than Eliza's. Let me stop you right there, Ham. Yeah. I'm not here for you. I would just like... (laughs) We're not friends right now. We're not friends. It's interesting that we both said young Ham because after Philip, Uptown Ham is very, very grounded and he has perspective he's even pretty magnanimous towards burr in those letters except for the fact that he didn't want to apologize for its own sake many of us would have just said all right i'm sorry you feel that way aaron burr let's not attempt to shoot each other right well my part of my bluntness is that i i speak before i think a lot of the time same with young ham exactly so that's why i think it's more old ham still wrote you know the 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 list of grievances and he he's still ham i mean let's let's not kid ourselves let's not split hairs here but i i agree i like your three you characters. like them yes all right bianca this is just gonna all sound repetitive um it's okay like we said before it's all good you'd rather give it a sedative <gasps> i'd rather give myself a sedative right now <laughs> this is what making decisions this is does really to me. like this is should be called the bianca faces her fears episode <laughs> this is a big deal okay so BFD. I guess I would be going with Hercules Mulligan because I am a very resilient person. Love it. I, I wouldn't ever say I've been knocked down necessarily. I, mean, I guess maybe here and there, give or take some details, but I do tend to bounce back quickly and not stress over those types of things. I stress over everything else. You're both incredibly resilient and neither one of you are people that have had a lot of stuff handed to you. We're also the same person. So there's that. There's that. <laughs> That's why these exactly. are going to be repetitive. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I would go with Angelica basically for the same reason. Whereas I, I am a very loyal person. I would be the type of person probably to let my sister have the man over me because mm-hmm. I'm always trying to like look out for people and I'm always trying to help in some way. And then would you make little jokes about it later on? Like I'm just saying, if you really loved him, you would share him. Ha! Dropping little hints. That part of Angelica is not me. <laughs> no, I don't think I would do that because I'd be. This will then lead to my third person. I'm pretty much good at keeping things inside, but so also even though Eliza is also extremely loyal and caring, I'm not taking in all your kids off the street. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just not. You might start an orphanage. It doesn't mean that you're you're able to adopt all the kids yourself. And but, yeah, but, and we, but Eliza did. She adopted several kids. Yeah, and we're both like very drawn to Graham Wyndham and what they're doing. I understand it. I just don't think I'm the best person for it. Yeah, I don't have it. I don't have the maternal gene in me. Unless you're a dog. Unless you're a dog. And you also went back to Birdcage and you said, keep it all inside. Keep it all inside. Which leads me to Aaron Burr. I'm not the type to quote, shoot off at the mouth. I will analyze most things before saying them, which is to my detriment a lot of times because then I miss my opportunity sometimes to say something in a situation maybe where I should have Mm -hmm. because I was playing it safe. This is a a way in which you and Jillian, in the world of the Hamilcast, you guys balance each other out because, correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys have gotten guests on this show because Jillian spoke up and... You can use the word shameless. Shameless. No, I wasn't going to say shameless. I was just going to say potentially took the risk of getting a no and that can be kind of embarrassing. And I'm more like Bianca that way. I struggle with that. When we got guest stars for the residuals, I, of course, reached out to them and, and we wrote the emails together, but I would agonize over doing it. I'm like, because what if, what if we come off as too solicitous or what if they don't, what if they say yes, but they don't really want to, and they don't know how to say no. And I don't want to burden this person, you know, that kind of thing. That's where I'm I'm very much young ham. I get all in my head about it. And we need someone like Jillian to say, Hey, 
I'm the person who's it. who's cutting in front of the president to say, Mr. Jefferson, Alexander Hamilton. Like that's, I would just say. <laughs> no, I, for sure. Not in an obnoxious way. Maybe I wouldn't cut in front of the president. But like when we got to be backstage at Hamilton, I was the one saying, hi, excuse me. Because mm-hmm. that and that was yeah, something that, I, that we talked if, about before we went backstage. Bianca was like, "You're gonna have to do it all," and I'm like, "Great!" If it's I was gonna be like old times, ship, like, you, uh, like, awesome. We'd be done with Chernow by now, and would have had maybe one guest because uh, it's a big flaw of mine. It's getting a little too personal, but um, <laughs> I have, I have, I'm the same way. I'm, I'm the not exact good, same way. I'm really good at being social when I have to be, but I'm not good at going for yep, somebody. You, you and I are like that. We we both overanalyze. My filter is is too too extensive sometimes mm-hmm. we're both lucky to have a jillion oh boy on our side pretty much it might be nice it is it is very nice to have me on your side it is and it is not good to have her <laughs> on the other side no you don't want to be on her bad side you know what if you're it's your own fault for getting yourself there <laughs> i don't <sighs> and the difference with me is that i will have that conversation where i'll say i don't really like that I don't really like that this happened. So if you're really on the the ultimate bad list, it's not because I wrote you off for one thing and we never hashed it out. No. I would, you know, here's an itemized list of 30 years of disagreements. Here you go. You're very, very forgiving. And not just of me. Definitely includes me, but not just of me. You got to earn it, man. (laughs) For all of you listeners, if you ever find yourself on Jillian's bad side, just own it and apologize and she'll Mm -hmm. forgive you. And I do the same thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not a perfect person. I'll say, you know, look, that was really, I, I shouldn't have said that. Well, look at us, guys. We cho- we each chose three characters and we found new insights about ourselves because of it. Why are you regretting it? <laughs> you, you guys send us yours, everyone at home. I don't, you know what? I don't care that it's going to be weeks after the trend died down. I still want to see what people have nope. to say. This is a new trend. It is. Because it's ham-centric. Ham-centric. Yeah, send us your picks and why. And if you're having trouble, just go with your first impulses and then put words to it once you've chosen the names. You know what you should do? Here's a good idea. If you can have one of those collages where it's four spots, have the fourth spot be why you're those people. Uh-huh. And maybe like a little in your notes app or screenshot of it. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a, I'm texting. With yep, you're, she's doing a invisible. texting gesture, which if we were playing charades, would be very effective because I would know exactly what that is. Joystick, video game, texting. Got Rhymes it. with schmexting. No, you can't do that. <laughs> I think that's that's it for us. Yeah. Right? Are we going to have a cocktail next time? Yeah, we'll have one next time. We have a couple. I'm really jonesing for a cocktail over here, guys. It's been a while. <laughs> You're super stressed out. <laughs> I, have, I don't like this game. Well, it's over now. <laughs> Recovering from a cough and Bianca's exacerbating it by making me laugh all this time. This was fun. I had a nice time. Thanks. We've been really time. living the Hamilton lifestyle these last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. We're just all ham all How the time How do we come down here. from this kind of a high, though? I just got to keep it going. Got to make this moment last. Do you have any final words of wisdom, Bianca, for people that are about to potentially bring a best friend or a significant other to the show? No, because I was a mess that day. I was so nervous. But he liked it. He did, but I, I was really stressed out over the fact that he wouldn't. Oh, how did you feel afterwards? Were and you relieved or were you still like, I don't know if he's faking it or what? I don't think he'd lie and say he didn't like it. I know he liked it. You I knew he, he was never going to be anywhere near my level. No, that, nowhere. this is a perfect example of him true. I appreciating because, it. But... Because I know him as a person, I already don't expect anything beyond what I got. Mm-hmm. He did text you that he had a lyric stuck in his head. That's the he first did, step. And it was pretty funny, actually, when I was getting off the train to meet him there at the theater, because I guess there was just the line outside just to get in, which was wrapped. It was coming from both sides. It went down through the Marriott and then down to 8th Avenue. So in both directions, huge line to get in. And he texted me and he was like, should I be alarmed by this massive line? He's like, we have assigned seats, right? (laughs) And I was like, no, it's a free for all, Dan. Of course we have assigned seats. I send it to Jillian and she's like, Dan's new here. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome, Dan. (laughs) And the entire time we've been together, we've been to now three Broadway shows together. And then everything else he comes to are just my shows, which are indeed a free for all. <laughs> so <laughs> great. So great. Well, good job. And Dan. then he texted me later that night and said, is it normal that I have Eliza stuck in my head? <laughs> yes, yeah, very, normal. Yeah. very normal. So I do think the biggest piece of advice is to not expect they're going to be anywhere near as excited as you are and you'll be fine. I think that's a good rule oftentimes is to. Life. But then that's my surly attitude that I always get called out for. Of like, by, by me. <laughs> by several people, Jillian included, is that I'm always like, well, if you don't 
What's that thing people say? Expect the best, but prepare for the worst. That's that's what they say. Yeah. I say something like, well, if you don't have any expectations, then you can't be disappointed. Like I put the like emo morose spin on it. But you still have to be, you still have to say, well, today's going to be awesome. This is going to be great. Oh, no, no I was super excited. I was just also then being very, I guess, Angelica and wanting to like care and like make sure somebody else was also having a good time. I was putting that pressure on myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an important show for you, of course. Mm-hmm. It's a big part I mean, of your it's life. Fine. It's all right. Whatever. It's fine. Well, I'm relieved for you. And Thank I'm, you. I'm glad for Dan. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad it worked out. It did. And I, you. Well, I was much less of a question mark. In the days leading up to it, in the weeks. Oh, man, I'm going to cry so hard. I loved when you were saying that. I was like, you, uh-huh, you are. You think you're just exaggerating. You think you're making a joke. You're not. I wasn't no. making a joke. Yeah, either. you were already exposed quite a bit. I mean, sure. you'd at least listen to the music. Because when we were waiting online, Dan was like, I have no idea what to expect, what I'm about to see. I was like, oh, this should be fun. Mm-hmm. So anyway, <laughs> send us your... Been quite a week. Yeah, quite a week. Send us your characters, your Hamilton characters. And I guess that's it. We're... Can they find you if they're not following you already on, on Twitter? I am at MP Smith NYC. Jillian and I, well, Jillian has a show that I'm lucky enough to be in called The Residuals. That's in our canned outro. <laughs> I know. But I like that Jillian refers to it as my show. She's like, yeah, in my show, The Residuals. Very King George of me. Yes. Sorry. I, I respect it. Our director of photography referred to Jillian as the editing goddess. And we called him Rockstar Ed. So, Rockstar hey, Ed. we're all very, very lovey. <laughs> yes. All right. Bye, everybody. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Thanks for joining us on this super Hamilton episode of the Hamilcast. <laughs> if the Hamilcast could get more Hamilton, today was it. That's it. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, everybody. Thanks for joining us. I am G.Pen. B.So. M.Smith. If you haven't already, please take a quick minute to subscribe to our podcast and review us on iTunes. It doesn't have to be a pamphlet. We know you're busy, but we'd appreciate any kind words you want to share. Check out thehamilcast.com for all of your Hamilcast needs, including extensive and reference-heavy outlines from each churnout chapter. Chirpter? Yeah, chirpter. And information on our awesome guests and cool things we mention on the show. You can follow us at the Hamilcast on all social media outlets, including Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Periscope, and Snapchat. We love hearing from you. You can email us at thehamilcast at gmail.com. And please let us know if we can read your email on the air. We're cool either way. And don't worry, we will always get back to you. I am underscore Bianca Jean underscore on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Jillian with a G on all social media. And I have a web series with my husband, Mike, you know, Mike, called The Residuals. It's about actors who audition for commercials. You can find everything you need at theresiduals.tv. Thank you again, and as always, you continue to... Yeah!